P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And I'm Shelby, and I'm here with Matt. And we're back for the second day this I know. week. Did you miss us? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask if I missed you, and I was like, oh, well, yeah. we're recording this literally five minutes after we got done. No, you're oh, giving I mean, away our trade secrets. Trade secrets. No, oh, it's like, we have nothing I'm but sorry. free time to record this. You know, this is our, this is our whole life, is just this podcast. You know, it's, it's our business. So we're like the ringer. We can just record episodes every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, because we're so prestigious. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. why it's our whole life, not because we have nothing else no, going no, no. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm on, I'm on track now. I'm on track. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm excited yes. for this one because it's a big movie. Everyone's talking about it. Hopefully by now, probably everyone in the world has seen it. It's doing supremely well at the box office. It's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. <laughs> That's how what, what she would announce that? it. Oh, okay. Know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Did you see the movie or um, is this a... <laughs> yes, that's how she talks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Captain Marvel. I'm here to save the world. <laughs> okay. Where's well, my cat? Uh, we can just uh, move on from this um, weird accent, but... I... We saw... We both saw the movie. We I... I think this is now what maybe the third or fourth Marvel movie that I have been subjected to solely because of you. Because of this I would podcast? not have seen this normally. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe it's like the second one. Well, so I had to see Ant Man. Dramatic, yeah, and Ant Man oh. too. <laughs> Oh, that's right, because you went back. That's right. You you rewatched you watched Ant Man because you're better than me. So that's great. Congrats to yeah. you. For people just you joining us on the podcast, <laughs> if you go back to I believe it's our second episode, Shelby decided that we needed to talk about Ant Man and then forgot to mention that she had never seen the first one. So I went back and watched but... the first one and then I was our sole entry point into the series that I don't like and haven't seen most but of the that's, movies. In. That's okay because I've seen a lot of the other Marvel movies. So I mean, that was a question I had for you leading into Captain Marvel. Have you seen the majority of Marvel movies or just sort of the tail end of these more recent ones? You know, I have seen a smattering of the right. older ones. And then mm-hmm. I've seen everything Black Panther on at this point. Okay. But I've seen all three of the Avengers movies. And oh, okay. I'm trying wow. to think what else I've seen. Yeah. So I feel like going into this one, I had a better grasp of what was happening in the series right. at large. So there yeah. were a couple things where I was like, what's this or what's going on? How is this coming together? I had to call my brother afterwards and get him to explain <laughs> some of this stuff to me. But cool. I felt like watching the movie, I could at least follow along with the plot right. of the movie pretty well, which I was a bonus because the <laughs> Avengers movie and the second Ant-Man movie, I was lost for about half right. of it. Well, this benefits because it's like an origin story and it takes place before any of the other Marvel cinematic yes. universe pieces. So. Yes. Which is great. There were definitely moments where like people in the theater were like chuckling to we themselves. The joke, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked this movie. I thought I was Whoa. going to absolutely hate it. Yeah. And I came out of it liking it pretty well and then got online and saw that people were pretty average about it. And I mm-hmm. was and I think that it's an above average movie. And I would say ranking it in within the Marvel movies that I have seen, I think the only one that I like better is Black Panther. Is and I 
Wow. I think that's a hot take. Oh, yeah. I am I'm surprised. I thought I might have an ally in you, but I actually didn't really like this one. <laughs> Shelby. Which I know it makes me feel like a bad feminist, like a bad human, but I think and that's the thing. It's like it was a good enough movie, but it's pretty low on my list of Marvel movies and I think it suffered from its own importance. You know what I mean? But but wow. I feel bad talking about it because there was so much drama going into this film, which I think is important to talk about before we get into the specifics of the movie. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. But this before was, we get into that, like, okay. how does it feel to <laughs> hate women? You know? <laughs> Like, no, 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 does no, that no, feel no, good? No, 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 no. You're no. setting back That's your whole gender. No. Wow. Wow. No, let this episode be a testament to the fact that you aren't a bad feminist if you don't like this movie. You have a safe space here. So, <laughs> the, am I a good um, feminist because I do like this movie? Do I get any points for liking yeah, this or yeah, doesn't yeah, count? Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 that's the thing about modern day cinema is, is the point is that as women, we should be allowed to have good movies and bad movies. And not every movie that's made for us will be the best of the best. But that's okay because it exists and like we're happy it's there. So <laughs> some people aren't happy, though, that Captain Marvel exists. And those people are the trolls on the interwebs who have really made it their mission to kind of just destroy this movie. And of, <laughs> I mean, since it's been announced... You have a lot of fans of comics who maybe don't necessarily love that women are well-rounded characters who are, you know, the head of their own film. (laughs) So they really made it their mission. It's the same group of people who, like, hated Star Wars, the new Star Wars, because they gave too much credit to, like, female characters and diverse characters. And so they came after Captain Marvel and, like, there was a huge pushback against it and Rotten Tomatoes had to be like, hey... We're closing reviews from audience members until it actually comes out because you guys are just tanking this even though you haven't even seen it. So, I mean, what did you hear about the drama leading up into this? And like, what did you think of it all? Well, you know, I wasn't super keyed in on the drama of this movie Mm -hmm. just because I'm not a huge Marvel person. And I feel like every Marvel movie, every Star Wars movie... Anything that has a big fan base has to go through a certain amount of this isn't like the comic. This isn't (laughs) how it was portrayed. This person is the wrong height for the character. It specifically says that they're five foot three (laughs) in the comic books. And this actress is five, six, you know, like all of the random crap that they throw at any movie. So that was par for the course. The gender thing for me was like okay there's a million superheroes that are men there's also a ton of superheroes who are women in the comic books so the fact that that hasn't transferred over to screen oh yeah it just makes sense that we would get one of those female characters at some point we should have a long time ago the fact that it's taken this (laughs) long is crazy right but i think what some people were pushing back against is okay, we have the Avengers, we have this all set up in Avengers Infinity War, there's not really movies that are coming out in between that and this next Infinity War, beside for the weird Ant-Man movie. <laughs> like, why is it that we haven't had any of, that we've, like, set up all of these characters and then sort of, out of nowhere, we have Captain Marvel and is she just gonna come in and basically save everybody and be like, feminism and cut <laughs> off everything that's happened in these Avenger, Avenger movies at the knees, which Can to me, I'm like, 
okay, that's fine. I don't care. Yeah. But <laughs> but I think that's why people were sort of upset right. with it. But I think obviously from this movie and l- looking at the after the credit scene, oh, which yes. is give the part your, that like ties in. Yes, give me your Marvel predictions. Yes. Matt. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're turning into such a fanboy. I Tell know, me what's going to happen. <laughs> well, so like you said, the whole movie is basically a prequel. It's set in the 90s. It's all focuses around Captain Marvel and sort of her origin story. And also mm-hmm. Nick Fury's origin story. That's Samuel L. Jackson's character who has been in a bunch of the Marvel movies. He has an yeah, eye patch. In some yeah. of, not in this one. <laughs> Look at how much I know. So all of this movie is set before all of the stuff in Infinity War and the finger snap or whatever. Of course, yeah. But in the after the credit scene, Scarlett Johansson and uh, Chris Captain America are like have this pager that Captain Marvel has given to Samuel L. Jackson. So they call her up from her interplanetary travels and are like yo uh come help us and she shows up in their lab and is like where's samuel l jackson he did he page me (laughs) but well you're okay i mean just is that not what happened quick correction at the end of infinity wars it actually shows um nick fury using the pager to page captain marvel so oh yeah before he turns mm, into dust yeah so they don't actually which was know very, what it's doing which was fast reflexes very yeah. fast reflexes to realize that you're turning pocket, into dust yeah. and you need to pay also was he carrying that thing around for all of these years i would yes. like to know continuity errors like in in there early no movies con- did he just have a pager <laughs> on that they were like you have to wear I mean, this. First Samuel of all, it wasn't like it wasn't like in Infinity Wars. He had it like on a pager belt. You know, it was just like in. Well, his he pocket. had to have it with him in the car. <laughs> it wasn't like he was at the lab. Yeah, he was carrying that around. I know. With him. So he does because he always has it in his back pocket. You know, it's like it's there. Oh, just in case. so it was but, there. You just can't you know see it in okay, all the other okay, movies. Okay, 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 okay. We can get into the logistics of this and like the relationship there and whatever, but like. The point is that, yes, Captain Marvel will be a big part of Infinity Wars. Well, but wait, I wanted to give my Endgame. prediction. Oh, yeah, of course. Remember, yes, bef- tell before me. you interrupted me so rudely. <laughs> I corrected, yeah. Co- okay. Oh, my gosh. Tell Nitpicking. Me. <laughs> uh, I think that it's safe to assume that, yeah, she's going to be in this battle, but I had sort of envisioned a situation where they're all like, oh, we're down on our luck. How are we going to beat Thanos? And then she comes in at the last moment and is like, I'll save you fools and figures out a way to get rid of him. But if she's showing up now, I think she's just like an extra character in this melee that's going to be Avengers Endgame. So I'm sure she'll be important, but I don't see her being any more important or savior-like than the rest of the characters in this in the well, last I mean, Avengers movie. I mean, she has insane powers. She's the most powerful person in the universe. So, well, well, so I mean, I mean yeah, in that but, sense. But, yeah. but Scarlett Johansson is good at karate. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, so I'm excited. Those out. Yeah, I think maybe we should do an entire special episode where you plot out what will happen in Endgame because I'm just so enamored with you talking about this and like putting thought into it and it really warms my heart so like thank you for that i really appreciate well they it. gotta get the glove off his hand <laughs> that's a thing somebody's going okay. back in time yeah that's yeah, yeah. also but we're a talking thing. about we're talking about captain marvel we're talking about okay. captain marvel let's reset let's refocus okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just patient. I'm ex- I'm glad you're so excited for Endgame, which I think everyone is. And so this movie was sort of just to tide us over. And I think you can kind of argue that maybe the criticisms are that it's just hard to compare to that sort of epic, whereas this is much more. This is an origin story. It's much more simple. But um, it's interesting it's- because I feel what 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 is actually lurking under that sentiment is that this is a movie with a plot and that was a hodgepodge <laughs> mess of a hundred different things. Oh my gosh. We could not argue about infinity wars right now because it's just, we not didn't get to podcast about that disaster <laughs> of a movie. It was not a disaster. You're isolating our listeners. Listen, this is about Captain Marvel, which is a movie that came out this weekend and it's done really well. I mean, it, I'm pretty sure it shattered even Black Panther's box office score. It opened to what? 153 no, million it did not. in the U.S. It did not. Yeah, it did not weekend. be Black Panther. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. No, okay. that did not happen. <laughs> okay, Black sure, Panther was like crazy amount. I'm right. Black Panther <laughs> set like all of these records. Captain Marvel did not. Black Panther opening weekend. Yeah, look this up. While you're looking this up, I would like to take a moment to say, did anybody know that Gemma Chan was in this movie? Yes! Because I was looking up the cast afterwards, and I was like, Gemma Chan. And I was like, she was in this? But I think she was one of the blue people. (laughs) She was like Smurfette. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was the, yeah. That's the thing about um, these movies. They tend to, if you're a person of color, they basically make you an alien. So, <laughs> unpack Oh, is that, that how it want, works? But <laughs> okay, I, mean, I it's was like confused. Gamora in Guardians, and um, I mean, it's it happens. In We're going to have to use actor names because I don't remember these uh, <laughs> these characters. Um, here's a question for you. So the Cree people, that's the group of that's the group of yes. aliens that Jude Law is in and yeah. well, Captain Marvel is not actually a Cree. She just like, got hit by a exploding engine that turned her into a Cree or something. I don't know. The the physics on that is a little bit iffy for me. But <laughs> my question is why is Jude Law and her just like normal white and then some of the other people from the planet are blue? Like is there a differentiation well, it's there? It's like Star Wars. Like don't come at this when you watch Star Wars happily. But these are from the same planet. You know what I mean? Like in Star Wars the people are from different planets well, and just, that's why they look just, different. It's just uh, I don't but this know. Was, and this was it also wasn't like oh there's like 60 different. It wasn't like Guardians of the Galaxy where it's like everybody on the planet <laughs> is different this was like some of you are just white and then some of you are like a normal person with blue face paint you look like paul giamatti (laughs) in uh big fat liar okay i think we're getting stuck on some really ultra specific criticisms but i mean yeah i I was the one who liked this movie (laughs) you're the one who hates women and captain marvel no okay let's just get into it then because i I want to talk yeah, about Yeah, why did movie. you not like is, this movie? The point is it's doing well enough. People are basically it's like at 80%. So it's probably like middle of the road for most well-reviewed Marvel But films. not as good as Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as good as Black <laughs> Panther or Infinity Wars or Thor Ragnarok or any of those. I mean, yeah, it, it was it like beat the seventh- everything but Black Panther. In box office numbers, Black Panther still has the record, I think. I couldn't quite unpack these numbers while I, I had it on you. wikipedia <laughs> on wikipedia it said that it was the seventh highest mcu opening 
So that means if I there's don't know six where I've seen that. something else then because I saw that it was like the third highest. Whatever. The, we well, can maybe look it's at numbers. Like, <laughs> there's so many. Maybe it was like international. Yeah. So who knows? It's how doing it well. It's it made doing a well. lot of it's money. Do- <laughs> yes, it's making a lot of money. I think it's the biggest so, money maker this year. Yes. Easily. Yeah. And it's been in the works for like it was announced in 2016. So it's been in the works for a while. And basically, it really promoted itself as like, you know, a feminist film. It's like there was that it's like a Shiro. Like that was the whole like title card of it all is like this play on she's a hero. And so it's great. They were really they were really targeting their audience. And it and it was cool that, you know, we do have this female superhero. She's not a side character like the Wasp or like Black Widow or whatever else. She has her own vehicle, her own origin, and this is it. So the reason I didn't like it it's it, I, it wasn't it wasn't that I went in with high expectations because frankly the trailer wasn't that like exciting to me but I was like well Thor Marvel movies have been doing pretty good lately so like I'm sure it'll be good and I kept wanting to like it and I kept waiting for an emotional resonance for me and it just never really it never really happened and I think it really struggled because like with all Marvel movies, it can start to feel a little bloated. And especially this one where they are trying to not only leave Easter eggs for like the rest of the Avengers universe, Infinity (laughs) Marvel universe, but also lay the groundwork for why Infinity War like ended the way it did and whatever else. So I think it just, it started to feel like there was a lot going on and that I was surprised that Brie Larson's character, Captain Marvel, was the one who kind of took the back seat for me by the end of it. It just, she was the least engaging part of the film. And I was sort of sad about that. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, I feel like I disagree. I, yeah. I mean, so part of the reason why I really liked this movie in comparison to other Marvel movies is that... In a lot of Marvel movies, you get the setup of here is the hero, here is the villain, the villain's going to beat the hero in an early fight, the hero's right. going to go through a training montage, they're going to face off at the end, and the hero's going to win by some way, shape, or form. And right. that really didn't, that wasn't the structure that was going on in this movie. I liked the fact that we had sort of this amnesia plot line where she didn't <laughs> remember her past and was trying to like kind of uncover it. It was more of a mystery. There wasn't really a lot of big fight scenes. There's sort of right. one kind of in the beginning and there's sort of one kind of at the end but neither of them are like crazy or too long or too much they're pretty simple and straightforward and i would say that those are probably the worst parts of the movie but (laughs) i really liked the whole middle section where it's like her and samuel L. jackson kind of like driving around on a treasure hunt and trying to figure out who are these people where did she come from why are they attacking you know all of these questions that they're answering and it's like a treasure hunt as they go along and i found that really engaging especially because she is like i remember things i remember these people i thought the scenes where she is sort of having to like interact with people who knew her at one point and they're very emotional about it but she like doesn't have those memories and so she can't really react to it i really 
thought that she did a good job yeah, with but those scenes. she could react. Like, I think that's what ended up bothering me is that Brie Larson was just a one note, like emotion the entire film. When she had these huge life questions and then answers, she never changed her like, oh, I'm spunky and I have a mouth on me. Like, LOL, aren't I clever? It was just the same from beginning to end. Like, I couldn't ever read her emotions. It didn't seem like she was really invested in it. It didn't seem like she was phased by any of it. Like the, the emotional moments that they could have hit, like when she realized when her memories came back or when she like first ran into her friend, like, and didn't know her, I wanted there to be more of an emotional punch there, but it was just sort of like, Oh, gotta move on to the next scene gotta carry on to the next conversation have to make this joke here and it just there wasn't an emotional payoff is that because you think that women need to be more emotional than men (laughs) no but that's the thing that's the thing that's interesting about this movie is that they do kind of make the crux of it like jude law who was interesting in his role who's like sort of her mentor when she's training on the Cree world is sort of like you have to control your emotions like you have to keep these in check like don't don't like lead with your heart lead with your head and it was like interesting because there's obviously a feminist or a sexist like undertone to that where it's like women are constantly told like don't be so emotional why are you going crazy like keep it under wraps you know so I liked that but there was also never any conclusion to it there was never any like actually, I do need my emotions and I am going to be vulnerable and I am going to feel things. It was sort of just like there was a lot of telling and no showing. And so I wish there had been a moment where either she broke down and like felt like there was no hope or she felt like she had lost everything and then had to rise up from that or where she'd been able to be emotional with Jude Law or whoever else during these twists and like realizations where she's like, I can't believe you betrayed me like that. I can't believe this. But there was nothing. It was just kind of like it was just played for laughs almost. Well, I think she does have this quality and it it's set up with that scene early on and then also with kind of this Air Force montage of like she's the person who like gets up and gets and keeps fighting yeah. and gets the job done and there's that really powerful scene I thought yeah. where it's kind of like a quick cut of all of the times throughout her life that she's been knocked down and oh, had yeah. to stand back up and keep fighting so I I think that was the emotional part of it was that yeah she's not going to sit down and and break down and have like a big Uh, you know teary scene but she's just like going to keep going because that's what she does and i really i thought that tied the movie together well i mean i would have also liked a scene where she was more emotional because you know she's brie larson she can do that scene really well and it would be great but i think that for what there was in this movie i didn't necessarily think like oh my gosh this like this ruined the whole thing that she didn't (laughs) have this scene at the end yeah i loved that scene with like the montage of her standing up because i think that is like a powerful message and i'm like glad they had that there i just yeah i guess it just felt sort of like there wasn't really the character growth to sort of make that more powerful for me like it just felt sort of like a one-off scene that they put in there because they knew it looked good but it didn't actually i don't know she didn't vocalize it or explore it it was sort of like she was kept in check in her own film and i wish 
I don't know, there'd been more talking or sussing out those feelings because it seemed like, especially at the end, when she's facing off, (laughs) I don't know if we need to do a spoiler warning, but spoiler alert, when she's facing off Jude Law, who's lied to her from her entire, what she remembers for six years or whatever it is, who's made her believe that he's her family and whatever else. She doesn't seem that emotional to find out he lied. And it just seems like there could have been room to make that relationship more complex. But instead, it was just sort of like, well, I guess I'm rolling with this, you know? Yeah, I mean, she, I think she's a little bit emotional in that scene with Annette Benning, where Annette Benning's her like mind or whatever, and <laughs> yeah. she's confronting her. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I can see it. A b- the bigger issue for me that I had in this movie that I have with all of these Marvel movies <laughs> is like, could we get a definition of what exactly these people's powers are and oh, yeah. how they work and how they don't work? She has these fists that are like. <laughs> fiery or can well, burn yeah, things like what lot. exactly is her power but then it kind of works with her whole body she like stops a fleet of missiles at one point and can fly <laughs> there's just a lot that's going on but then conversely so there's her and the Cree people some of whom are blue we don't know why and they all <laughs> sort of seem like mildly invincible but then the group of people that they're hunting down the Skrulls who are the bad guys like die super easily. One of them dies yeah. like in a in sort of a swipe by car crash. They just get shot and they die. So I was whereas in the end sequence, Captain Marvel, supposedly this super powerful person, is beating up on these blue faced people. And they just keep coming back. Like, they seem completely unfazed by the fact <laughs> they were just hit by a missile-stopping fire hand. So, so when you're watching these, what are the it's rules? like, who, yeah. yeah, what are the rules? Like, what are the stakes? <laughs> That's one reason why I really like the X-Men movies. It's because everybody has a power. All of the powers are sort of stupid. But you can, you know, like, what they can do and can't do. Yeah. And so they have to kind of, like, work around with this right. set of things. It's like, okay, none of us here can get through this wall because we don't have you know whatever the power is that we need to get through it where you feel like in the marvel universe if they need to get through a wall it's like oh well we'll just have one of the people who's here like all of a sudden sort of has a new power that they can you know break through (laughs) or turn into you know they just come up with things on the fly like what are captain marvel's powers we have no idea she can also like shoot flames out of her hands well it's like that's the problem though is it's based in these comic books and they have an entire you know, history of what they are and whatnot. But they, like, list Captain Marvel's superpowers somewhere. I think it's, like, it's just, like, super... In the movie not, or on a no, website no, no. somewhere? like, on a website. So it's not, like, it's not, Was I supposed like to do pre-reading for the... To go see this <laughs> no, movie? I'm just saying it's, like... I mean, it's based on a comic book, right? So it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, being mad that suddenly in Star Wars he could appear across the universe as a hologram and fight someone to the death, you know? So it's like, we didn't know that's what they could, that's what Jedis could do, but you just kind of go with it because that's a universe they exist in. Yeah, but that was like one thing. Where the Marvel <laughs> movies, it's just always that. You never yeah. know what anybody's you know what powers I are. Hate is the is this technology thing that's come up? It's like, I mean, you saw it a lot in Black Panther, like the... um. I just forgot what it's called, but they're magic material that like oh, yeah, backbones like, and bl- stuff. Blue bithium like- <laughs> or whatever it was called from those flowers. Yeah. Yeah. No, but even like their 
metal thing that they built their universe off of. And here it's like she has this suit and it's like, oh, well, she can also plug it into like phone lines on the <laughs> on planet Earth and oh, it'll yeah. work. Or she like finds the purple stone that charges the scrolls like suits and she puts it in hers and it works for a minute, but then it doesn't. But my favorite part was when she was with the young girl, the daughter of her best friend. And she's like, hey, I want to change my costume colors. Do you want to help out? And she like holds out oh, her yeah. wrist. And the little girl's like, beep, 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 beep. As if she knows is like alien technology. And they like show us. And it's just like shapes. It's just nonsense. But she knows how to change the colors and whatever yeah. else. <laughs> it's the most unrealistic thing. Because if you have ever been to another person's house <laughs> and tried to turn on their TV without them yes. there, it's impossible. And yet everybody yes. in a movie somehow has like a background in computer science and can figure right. out all of this in three seconds. Yeah. And this isn't like kids growing up in today's world where like babies know how to turn on iPads. Like, yeah, this, this girl's is from like the, the 90s. 90s. She yeah. doesn't know anything. But she's like, oh, wow, look, I can change this whole suit. And then she's not even mind blown by this, which I guess it's like she's seen aliens by this point. So maybe she's just <laughs> in a headspace where she can't be phased. But if someone was like, I can change the colors of the outfit I'm wearing right now in a split second, I'd be like, whoa, that's sick, you know? But she didn't seem to care that much. You know, kids, they're <laughs> all they want to do is play on their Game yeah. Boys. Yeah, so, so true. I know it makes sense. I don't know. Do you have a? Uh, do you have any other hot takes or issues on this movie that you want to bring up? Well, I just want to say, like again, I think this was like a like a good enough film. And I think what's interesting is like I do feel a little bad for not loving it, but I also think like Marvel's here to stay. So it's like Captain Marvel will be able to grow into her role. And like, I didn't love Thor at first, but three movies in, like, he's one of the best characters. So it's like, I'm glad that they have this character now that they can now build a franchise around. And I think and hope that she'll loosen up and maybe be able to play into it a little better because some of it just felt a little stiff. It almost felt like the way she looked, you could already, you could tell that she already knew the punchlines coming. Like, it just didn't feel very like easy and like natural to me. And I just was, I just wanted to relax a little bit and feel a little bit more secure in itself. Cause it just seemed like desperate to be like, Oh, we have to be as clever as guardians and we have to be as, you know, powerful as this. And we have to make a difference like black Panther and we have to do all these things. And it felt really self-conscious almost. See, I, Oh, I find it very interesting. That- <laughs> I think that there's su- there's like a strain of movies that are movies that I think are above average. They're like good movies, solid movies. They get the job done. And I think that depending on what people's like preconceived notions of them are, they either right. get like bopped down to this was fine. It was perfectly adequate or, oh, <laughs> this was amazing. Like people are being too hard on it because the way that you are talking about this is ha- exactly how I felt about Crazy Rich Asians. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think Crazy Rich Asians is a is like a good movie, but do I think it's the best movie ever? No. And yeah. I didn't understand the hype of that. And I feel like with this one, I'm like, yes, this is a good movie. Like it's it's <laughs> it does what it's supposed to be doing, and for some reason people yeah. are down on it. And I think it's the same thing that happened when Solo came out. It's like there's nothing in <laughs> Solo that makes it a bad movie. It's a good yeah, movie. People okay, just didn't that's... like it for specific uh, weird but, reasons. Yeah. I mean that I appreciate your sentiment. I disagree with the idea that Solo is somehow a part of this example, but um 
I guess to me, yeah, like, because I see people what you have mean. like preconceived <laughs> things about Solo. You know what I mean? It's like people went into Solo not wanting to like it, so they didn't. People went into Crazy Rich Asians wanting to like it, so they did. People went into this mm-hmm. not wanting to like it, so they didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, I wanted to like it though. Like I. I thought I would like it. I thought it'd be like, I loved Wonder Woman and I I don't want to compare the two because I think they're allowed to exist without, you know, being like one's better than the other. But I think Wonder Woman worked for me in a way because it did seem to have more freedom to kind of like explore itself. Whereas this was sort of like, we have to hit this mark at the end. Like, let's just get to it so we can move on to Endgame and like continue the Marvel yeah. universe, you know? I think that for some reason or another in the marketing of this movie early on, it picked up some kind of narrative of like, this is a movie that is trying too hard. And then people were like, <laughs> look, it's a good, it, like, it's fine, but it's like, it wants to be all of these things and it's just trying too hard. And I don't understand yeah. where that narrative came from. <laughs> and I think that in five years, people are going to be like, that was a very good Marvel movie in comparison to the rest. And I don't understand I why people are giving it I don't know, shrift, what is it, short shrift. Yeah, I mean, I can see that to a degree, but it's also like part of the problem is that Marvel did wait 10 years to give us this movie. And so it did sort of, it was sort of buried under its own, like, I don't know, expectations because it's like you waited 10 years. But that years, shouldn't hurt the movie at all. But I'm saying like, I'm not saying that that's like the major flaw with it. Honestly, I think it comes down to a like just okay script and a not interesting backstory. I wish that there had been more, I don't know, like careful attention or care given to Captain Marvel's character herself where she would be able to enjoy it a little more and she was more into it. But it just became like all the best jokes were for Nick Fury. All the best gags were with like these side characters like Ben... Um, what's his name as the a- scroll alien ben was like one of the more yeah. fun characters and so it just sort of felt like she was just a bit player in her own movie and I just wanted there to be more of us in her head more of us figuring out what she's thinking what she wants what her motivations are because it just sort of felt like she was there literally was a scene Shelby <laughs> where she was having an inner monologue with her own self played by Annette Benning. yeah so yeah, I don't understand. I <laughs> well, and that's the thing too, is it's like they have this whole like universe where this is what it also came down to. It felt like sort of lazy and just like nonsensical because I was left with a lot of questions, like especially about the Kree's motivation in keeping her. So like as a fan of this movie, I guess I'm curious, what did you think of the fact? Cause the twist is that she was a human on earth. She was working with this woman who turned out to be a Kree alien who goes rogue to save the scrolls and she developed this super hyper useful engine that turns out to be the tesseract and so when their ship goes down annette benning dies and then brie larson as carol danvers is attacked by jude law she decides to shoot the engine so that the crees can't get it and she absorbs the energy of this core and that's what makes her super powered and so Anyways, it turns out that Jude Law kept her and, like, you know, introduced her to Cree society and made her believe she was one of them for what to what end? You know, like that was well, my because, question. It's like why? because she knew where the blue square was, and so they were keeping her around. Well, and then why weren't they memory. feeding her memory? Like, what do you mean? They kept telling her to not think about it. They kept telling her to not 
worry no, about No, they were trying past. to probe her with that weird patch thing so they could figure out where it was. <laughs> what? What was the patch thing? How did you get that that was... That thing on her, her neck. Memory? No, I know, but how... How do you they know were like that's they were like you have to get rid of your emotions and yeah. and they were like and trying they told to probe her, to her not mind. Think about they told her to not they told her to not remember her past. They were like it doesn't matter. Well, they Just needed the her. Present. They needed her to remember where it was and lead them to it without her realizing that they're the bad guys. You know what I mean? I guess, but it seems like she already trusts them, so they could have been like, "Hey, we're going to read your memories because you want to know you where even you came from." Right? Attention- <laughs> yeah, but she'd remember him shooting the teacher lady. Okay. No, I just I think there were some issues there, and it was like I they could have gotten there six years sooner. Like the scrolls obviously had the. If technology. we're going to look like, for I plot don't... holes in this movie, we need to look at why some of the people on the planet are blue and why some of the people aren't. That's the question that we should be discussing. <laughs> oh my gosh! I think it's just like you know, you have you have Asians, you have white people, you have all sorts of races on this earth, so they have races there. Well, that wasn't brought up. Are the blue people <laughs> like? Is it a different? Are they from a but different country on the planet? They don't, they don't see color, Matt. Okay, it's like no big deal. Why are you so focused on it, man? And then they're also, <laughs> but also their blood is blue. So, like, how does that work? I just had a lot of questions anthropologically <laughs> well, about this. We both this. had questions, I guess. But I mean, were you satisfied with the with the final showdown with Drew Law and her and like how that all played out and Oh and no, that was bad. <laughs> the fight scenes were not good. The fight scenes were average. They were average yeah. at best. But luckily they yeah. weren't long and they weren't many. Right. So I could true. get I could get I liked the more of the scenes where it's like, ah, we're just all gonna have a dinner at this farmhouse and <laughs> talk to the that. guy in full alien makeup I as bet, if nothing is going liked on. All the, I bet you liked all the nineties references too. I'm sure oh, you yeah. found those delightful. Oh yes. yeah. All the blockbuster scenes. I was like, mm, this is great. <laughs> Did you I like it when the little girl was like, You have to go and fight the aliens, Mom? What else oh, are you gonna do? Gosh. Watch Fresh Prince with me? Shoot me in the face. (laughs) Kids in movies are the worst. And this reiterated to me why, like, why was this girl in there? She was so annoying. None of her dialogue was remotely (laughs) realistic. I don't know if it was that the writing was super bad or if they just got a horrible actress because she was terrible and (laughs) was delivering nothing like a normal human. It was all like precocious yeah. stage child and I none know. of it was good. If I had to give like least valuable player to the movie, it would be <laughs> her. Ugh. See, I was almost more annoyed by her mom. I think it was like she was supposed to be the emotional, like, you know, the pathos of the film because she has all these monologues about losing Carol Danvers and like having to live without her. But she felt so awkward to me. I just like. I did not like any of her lines or how she. Well, she them. felt awkward because she was being bullied into things by her daughter. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, oh, I, I can't stay. leave you here alone, yeah. <laughs> Mom. No, you have to. You have to go up and fight the aliens in outer space <laughs> yeah. and probably die. Otherwise, you're setting <laughs> feminism back twenty years, and you're yeah. teaching me a bad lesson. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. yeah. So for people listening, should they go see this now? Should they go see this later? Should they never see this? I think they should go see it now. I thought this was a good movie. I think you can wait. Like, unless you're a big Marvel fan and, like, you're going to go see Endgame, then just, like, wait till it pops up on Netflix. I don't know. It was, like, on par with Doctor Strange for me. It was just, like, 
okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know. I did not, I I did so, not see this coming. See, I feel so bad. And you bad. say, you're like, Matthew, just when I think I understand what you're going to like, you come <laughs> at me with left field. What is this? Like, if there's a movie that, that you would like, it would be this movie. And then when I went and saw it and I was like, oh, and this movie is good. Shelby's definitely going to like it. And then you come out here with this, eh, no, I don't know. It's Doctor Strange I don't know. Crap. I just, I didn't think it was that good. And I do feel bad about it because I also recognize that a lot of the guy a lot of the people dragging its rating down are just like white middle-aged men who like probably shouldn't have as much a say in it but i mean it's just i don't know i didn't love it i didn't love it i thought there were some good things but it wasn't a favorite Okay, let's go through a lightning round, a quick awards lightning round for yes. Captain Marvel. Okay, most valuable player. Who? Which actor in this movie is given the best performance? Definitely Ben Mahindelson. That I feel like I really like Samuel L. Jackson. I thought he was a lot of fun yeah. in this. No, he's always like, fun, and he had the this best. Is like a coming lines. out vehicle for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he? he's Where being was he de-aged. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> Like that was ridiculous. I was it ready was for funny. weird levels of uh, what's his face with a mustache in Superman, and oh, the, yeah. and he looked legitimately like he did thirty years ago. So yeah, that it was, was crazy. pretty crazy. But um, I thought the scroll leader was actually the most fun, and I just love his voice. I thought he's just a good Lee guy, Pace. and I want him to be in more. No, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's great. Usually he plays the bad guy, though, which is weird. I know. I just, I think he's delightful, and he had so much fun, so. Least valuable player. Vote. Who's Which actor was the worst <laughs> and, and just should be shipped off the set? I think the best friend. She oh, really I'm getting rid of the daughter. The daughter <laughs> oh, needs to go. Oh, well, then they're go. both out of there. Mm. The movie's Ugh. better for it. <laughs> Okay, what was the worst subplot in the movie? Like, if you could pull out one subplot and just get rid of it, which would it be? Oh, my gosh. Probably, um, I mean, just honestly, for me, it was like a lot of the 90s references didn't matter. It just felt like lazy almost. It was just the easiest jokes they could make. So I almost wish they hadn't even bothered. Except the blockbuster one, which is always funny. I think... I personally was like, could we could get rid of the weird blue square that really had no impact in this movie? Like, yes, it comes up later, but it's the, the, pretty important. The the it only thing that happened crucial. in this movie the blue was that square. Okay. was that the cat ate it and then barfed it up at the end. It was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, that's uh, that just shows your ignorance. So let's just move on. <laughs> okay, which character in this movie needs a spinoff? Who's getting their own movie come twenty twenty? definitely the cat oh yeah i could see that <laughs> i could see that i think the cat it'll be good i would also just like a nick fury movie at this point but this was sort of yeah just basically this a nick fury movie, movie anyways that's what was interesting is it, yeah. it was his origin story yeah so you have any lightning round questions to add if you had to live with one of them as your roommate which character would you choose oh brie larson Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. She's hoping super chill. To, hoping to swing something there? Just uh... <laughs> I mean, maybe, but like, I mean, she's very attractive, clearly. But no, she, yeah. the fact that she has no emotions whatsoever, that's the goal in a roommate. That's what you want. That's true. Yes. She would be easy to live yes. with, for sure. Yeah. I'm partial to, um, I always forget his name, but Nick Fury's like young partner who shows up in a bunch of other Marvel movies. He's he's always one of my favorites. He seems quiet, the, respectable. The white he guy? He seems like he'd be easy to live with. Yeah. The one yeah. who dies in the one of the Avengers movies? I know. Yeah. I would just love the chance to live with him. I think he'd be really chill. 
Okay. Well, there we go. That's what we're looking for in roommates. Just most chill people. Yeah. No drama. If you had to marry somebody in the cast, male or female, who would it be? It would definitely be Ben Mendelsohn. Wow. He's a family guy, you know? He just really he just really cares about his family. He wears that hoodie for fun and he drinks milkshakes just like the rest of us. So In full alien makeup or in the uh, <laughs> looking like a human? If he could, you know, that'd be great. That would honestly add some variety, some spice. He could change into whoever he wanted. It, it'd be like, you know, never a dull moment. So mm-hmm. it's a good choice. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just stick with Brie Larson. I mean, if she's living yeah. with me anyways, we might as well get married. <laughs> might as well. Yeah, that'll be good. It'll be great. We'll have cute little kids. <laughs> I look forward to that. You and Captain Marvel. I'll invite you to the wedding. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Okay, anything else? I know no, you've got I The Bachelor to go watch. Oh, I know. It's like happening right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Follow us on social media. Leave us reviews. And we will be back next week with two new episodes because that's what we're doing. Yes, aren't you so lucky? Well, see you then, guys. Bye. (laughs) 